world has changed so much. I remember my life, the world that was. It was peaceful, safe. And then things started to go wrong. Powerful people became greedy. Close-minded fools began their assaults. And when the famine began, well, that's when the war for resources began. I was too young to understand them. I didn't see what was really happening. But I recall the incident. We all saw the incident. It feels like a lifetime ago. And ever since, the world has never been the same. It's a dangerous world, and I fear the worst of humanity is yet to come. But that's enough out of me. I know y'all don't want to hear me yapping no more. I'll turn on the radio. It's about time for the news anyway. Now, if you're uncomfortable with militia violence, police violence, death, eugenics, pandemic and disease, as well as heavy post-apocalyptic themes including poverty, starvation, violence, and mild ableism, this might not be the news station you want to hear. Stuff like that's been coming up a lot lately. the afternoon broadcast your home for the latest goings-on in our corner of this post-apocalyptic wasteland if you're just tuning in I'm afraid you've missed the morning radio music but we'll have the evening music very soon in the meantime let's begin with our first story of the afternoon one mr. Neil Watts was what no it's my show I can do this story first if I want yes I know I usually do the weather first Maybe I should like to save it for the end this time. How do you consider that? Who told you? Smith? Biscuits. Fine. But I'm not happy about it. And I'm going to do a transatlantic accent for the rest of the broadcast. Sorry about that, everyone. I had to endure a short business conversation with another member of the studio. I'm sure you heard, so I shouldn't like to go into detail. I will say that, barring your request, I shall never lay bare my transatlantic accent on this radio frequency. You have my word as a gentleman. We'll return to Mr. Neil Watts' story soon. In the meantime, let's discuss the weather. N.S. Molina continues to drop a deluge of acid from the heavens. Low-laying towns are beginning to see the effects of flooding, and residents along the Chestnut River have either fled or been taken by the torrent. Survivors have been seen on high rooftops. An unfortunate and yet cruel fact of our world today that we must never forget is that we no longer have the leisure of assistance. My heart bleeds for these trapped souls, yet their fates are a cold reminder that we are in this alone and no one is coming to save us. The studio advises the following towns prepare for flooding. It is our recommendation that, if able, you evacuate to higher ground. Grendel Pond, a shot, Fig Field, Greg's Well, and Circle Square. N.S. Molina is holding course along the Chestnut River at a steady pace, and, with any small amount of luck, 
will no longer be our problem very soon. It is estimated to have left our broadcasting range within five days. In other weather-related news, it's going to rain for the rest of the day, through the night, and tomorrow. Average high of 42 Celsius, low of minus 22 Celsius. To any in the storm's path, I wish you my sincerest good luck. Moving on to our first story of the afternoon, Mr. Neil Watts, local... What now? Just let me do my show. Why? Fine. But only because you're wasting the time of our faithful listeners by barging in here so much. I'm terribly sorry about that. We're going to talk about something that makes a lot of us uncomfortable. We're going to talk about genetic manipulation. Local biomedical engineer and mad scientist Dr. Olivia Clark has published a very interesting paper. Please be aware that when I say published, I mean she has had it glued to rocks around our broadcasting range. Our sources were kind enough to send a completed copy to us that I might give it a read. Dr. Clark, it would seem, has been attempting to better the human condition, speeding up evolution to allow humanity to better survive these dark days. Shortly after the incident, she describes in her paper the terrible experiments conducted in the name of her research. The good doctor, it seems, was quite a decent body snatcher, spiriting away children, elderly, and lonely travelers near her workshop. I'll not discuss in detail their fates. The experiments, as described in this paper, were far too cruel. If you truly must know, they're documented with perfect clarity in her papers. This studio, including myself personally, does not endorse and condone the research conducted by Dr. Clark. I present this story only to warn you, my faithful listeners, of the following. Dr. Clark is likely to take more people, if not to repeat the work for another twisted pursuit. You must remain vigilant. We know not where Dr. Clark operates from, only that it is somewhere within this broadcasting range. As well, I must leave you with this on the matter. Near the end of her paper, as an addendum labeled personal notes, Dr. Clark discusses a specimen, C-4V-1, Alice. She describes how this creature passed every test, every obstacle, and, in terrible detail, how it tore the throat from her lab assistant with its fangs. The paper alludes to the fact that C-4V-1, Alice, was, at one time, a young human girl, a fact that I reluctantly believe. C-4V-1 Alice escaped. As far as we are aware, this creature is on the loose. While this Alice was once a young girl, I truly doubt she is any more, having succumbed to the animal instincts within, fed by the torment of Dr. Clark's experiments. Any trace of humanity has, in all likelihood, vanished from her heart. Alice is uniquely equipped for the difficulties of our wasteland with unknown goals. I urge you, my faithful listeners, to remain calm, remain alert, remain bold in the face of this new danger. We will provide updated information as it becomes available, but it is vital, above all else, you do not panic. Now please, take a moment to collect your thoughts and your ammunition. You'll want to be ready if it's needed. 
I'll give you a few minutes to do that while we run a few commercial messages. Okay, we have an understanding, right? I'm not going to listen to the archived file later and hear unedited takes of commercials, right? You understand the consequences? One. In that case, let's get these commercials done. What's in line first? Milton? Didn't we tell her no? How much cheddar? <sighs> Alright. But I still hate her. Milton, take one. The trash of the world that was... No, I don't like that. Milton, take two. The trash of the world that was. The waste of what we make. Everything still piles up. Waste continues to plague society and choke our world. Fortunately, trash, waste, and junk of all kinds have value, and Milton will pay you for it. Bags of old world rubbish blocking your hole, stacks of post-event nuclear waste killing your garden, tubs of bio-waste pooling in the street, bring it to Milton Mill in Wrench Pit. Big cheddar for your waste. I hate that woman with a fiery passion. What's she do with all that garbage anyway? Alright, what's next? Okay, I can do that. Have you built a home? Are you restoring your life? Do you find your attempts to claw normalcy back hollow and empty? Do I have great news for you? All your searches for the life before are over. You are missing all the little things that make your home a home. Rabbit Crafts and Ceramics has filled the home needs. Pound and Green Court, Rabbit Crafts and Ceramics is your one-stop shop for all the bits and bubbles to display in that home of yours. Everything from baskets to pots to figurines, they'll give your home that feeling you've been missing. The fragile fantasy of the world that was keeping your sanity. Rabbit Crafts and Ceramics, located exclusively in Green Court. Tell them I sent you for a special deal. Welcome back, my faithful listeners. We're going to skip the usual banter and get right into our next story. Mr. Neil Watts. What do you want now? If you keep barging in here, I'll never get the show done. If I save the Watts story for the end, will that keep you satisfied? Fine. We're going to have a conversation about this after, though. My apologies. That was the same other member of the studio... She has decided to undermine how I present the news. We're going to dive instead into our ongoing segment, Miss Bean's Box. As you know, I've recently acquired a munchkin cat that I found rummaging through the studio's garbage. It's time to update you with the latest goings-on with Miss Bean's. This morning I woke to a peculiar sight. My books had been tossed to the floor from my shelf. Intact books, as you well know are a limited, valued commodity, so I was more than a touch perturbed at them being so carelessly tossed to the ground. I began to put them away when I found my dear Miss Beans had taken residency on my shelf. Curled in a bowl, no larger than a grapefruit, sleeping perfectly sound, she lay undisturbed. I couldn't bring myself to deprive her of her new bed, so I instead stacked my books near my bed. Later on, I have decided that I shall endeavor to transform my shelf into a comfortable, more complete home for Miss Beans. That concludes Miss Beans' box, and we're going to move now into our cooking segment. So let's talk survival. 
More accurately, let's talk survival cooking, and more specifically, let's talk quality survival culinary. Most of us haven't had a decent meal since the world ended. Living off the scraps of the world past or risking contaminated meat hunted from our new furry friends, often bland or bitter these meals leave us wanting. However, thanks to a kind soul traveling the waste, I know a few things you can do to better your meals. Today we're going to do something a little bit different. Instead of a tip that's going to better off your meals or give you some new strategy in preparing something that was, we're going to talk about culinary safety. We're going to talk about meat. Everybody loves meat. No one really wants to know where it comes from, just so long as it doesn't come from humans. However, gone are the days of rare steaks or over-easy eggs. Today, I should like to discuss the importance of properly cooked foods. In the world that was, meats could be eaten slightly undercooked. You may have liked a rare or medium steak. We could do this because often the plagues which infected us were skin deep. They did not burrow into the muscle tissues of the meats that we were eating. So long as the outside was seared, we were often fine. However, thanks to our friend, radiation and reckless biological experimentation, our problems are no longer skin deep. Reports of people's eating undercooked meats has resulted in terrible infections and parasites, food poisonings and other illnesses. Oftentimes the victims do not recover. I must implore you ensure that all of your meats are cooked entirely through, or your next steak could be your last. Moving on, it's no secret that this world is a dangerous place. People have grown desperate and taken to helping themselves to your stuff when you're least prepared. Stay ready. Stay informed with the latest reported bandit movements. From our anonymous sources, we're aware of five active bandit groups in our broadcasting range. The same five as reported yesterday. The conflict between the Wolf Pole and the Scar Firebottle Alliance rages on. The Scar remaining in the area have bolstered their numbers with reinforcements from nearby camps, rejoining the fight alongside the Firebottle. Slowly, the Shah and Firebottle have gained ground up the mountain. But with an impressive display of firepower from the Wolf Paw, each inch is gained with the agonizing loss of twenty men. It is unclear if the Shah and Firebottle have the numbers to reach the summit, or if the Wolf Paw have munitions enough to keep them at bay, or continue to monitor the situation closely and keep you informed. Meanwhile, the Mugs have migrated from the Hold Hills area to Oakland. The Knolls recently claimed territory. It seems the Knoll and Mug Bandits have allied themselves and are holding the town together. Under the declaration of a sanctuary for all free peoples, they seem intent on making a bandit safe haven. Given the nature and desperation of bandit groups, it is my opinion that this particular social experiment of theirs is doomed to tragedy. However, it is the recommendation of this studio to remain clear of Oakland for the foreseeable future. There are, to our knowledge, no other active bandit groups within our broadcasting range. Our final story for this afternoon. Local historian, self-proclaimed master of law, Mr. Neil Watts, has begun chronicling the history of our little slice of the post-apocalyptic wasteland, traveling from town to town collecting stories of importance to each community. He even wrote this studio asking how we got our start. If he shows up in your town, Offer a meal and a story. You never know. You might find yourselves in the history book one day. I'm afraid that's all the time we have for today. I'll leave you with the afternoon puzzler. Did you discover yesterday's answer? I'll remind you, the question was, 
What is the thing that raises gardens, kings, and beasts, each with tender care, yet would see each fall to death with a cold, indifferent visage? The answer, time. Congratulations to anyone who managed to solve that one. Today's puzzler is as follows. Why did the blind man walk into the well? Think about it, and we'll be back with the answer tomorrow. Until then, I should like to thank you for listening. Please stay tuned for our evening radio music. And, if you're truly out there, good luck. And we're clear. Great job, everyone, except you. Why on earth did you think it was okay to barge in here like that during the broadcast? I mean, seriously. We discussed the stories before the show. Don't walk away from me. We need to have a serious discussion about this. This is Seamus's sibling, Izzy. Thank you so much for listening. If you like this broadcast, consider rating and reviewing us on your podcasting platform of choice. Wait, podcasts still exist? Hmm. Telling your friends about us and subscribing to the post-apocalyptic news radio on YouTube. You can also join the Discord, which is linked in the description below, as well as... This says... Tweet? We still have Twitter? God damn, the worst evils couldn't even be destroyed after all that nonsense. Well, use the hashtag P-A-N-R broadcast to tweet about the show. We appreciate the support and hope you keep tuning in.